0: Welcome to The Math of You, a podcast about formative media from when we were young. I'm Lucas Brown. It's another bonus episode week, so please enjoy these extra bits from my conversation with IRL undertaker and fighter Stephen Gollin. Along the way we discuss the bluntness of sisters, the many regrettable roles of John Wayne, and complain about, of all things, seatbelts we join this conversation already in progress. I still end up having to like shift things, even if I do a sync, because due to the nature of Skype lag, it's like, if if it is exactly synced, then you'll get a laugh like a half second later than it should be, Mm -hmm. which is the, it's kind of like being in a conversation and you tell a joke and then there's like a beat and someone goes, (laughs) (laughs) or if they're my sister, they do the worst thing, which is, that's funny.
1: Oh, that's, that's rough. That's, that's, that's borderline bad manners. (laughs)
0: Welcome to my sister. She is like the least like combination of like the least sentimental and the least suffering fools gladly person I've ever met to the point where it's like you'll be talking about something. And if you raise something in that topic that she doesn't care about, she won't pretend to be polite and then change the subject. She'll just go, yeah, I don't care about that. And then just start talking about her own thing, which can be infuriating. But
1: I can appreciate the gall in that, but it is a little uncool. My sister's a similar way. She was also working as a barista in a very low-income situation, so she's, like, very blunt and straightforward and has no time for anything that she doesn't want to. <laughs> my brother has a wedding coming up, and my sister and I are basically going to be Patty and Selma.
0: Sitting in the back being... and going... Yep. <laughs>
1: We're going to be smoking in the back, just...
0: <clears throat> I give it three months. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. This was a Halloween costume, and it worked its way into my regular rotation. All I'm
1: <laughs> saying is, there's a non-zero percent chance that we're just going to be watching MacGyver on my phone.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: It might be a unique episode, and the where I was from is also the subject of, of the episode.
0: Hyrule, got it, yep. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was thinking yesterday, like you know how you sometimes, like, play out hypothetical conversations?
1: I've been doing that quite a lot since I sent you the email.
0: (laughs) Well, it was like, I remembered someone being like, oh, that was it, because I saw somebody on the internet being like, oh, why are there all these podcasts about, you know, reliving your childhood? My childhood sucks, why would I want to relive that? And I was thinking, like, what that person would think of my show, and I went, you know, I don't think it would bother me, because if they ever said, oh, you know, don't you know these people are, you know, probably had bad childhoods and stuff, and it's like, my childhood wasn't fantastic, but you know what? I didn't want to talk about it, so I didn't talk about it. And that's the person's—that's the guest choice, not mine. So you can shut up. <laughs> Theoretical person in my head that I have not had this conversation with, yeah. asshole. Like,
1: did you know that this chosen show format of yours is frustratingly genius? Because there was this. <laughs> There was a psychology, a little unethical, as psychological experiments tend to be, Natch. where a guy hid under the bed of dorm rooms
0: oh, Christ. and would
1: write down what people would talk about in private. Uh-huh. And the number one thing they would talk about is themselves.
0: I was going to say, I'm sure that, that was one of the vignettes in the first League of Extraordinary Gentlemen comic. <laughs> but it was an invisible man, and it ended much less wholesomely.
1: <laughs> I was at a Halloween party, and I got the uh, a Blu-ray box set of the classic universal monsters and just nice. threw those on in the background while everyone was doing their thing and invisible man came up and i have never seen the original invisible man until that point
0: oh cool
1: and he was screaming about how he was going to have such a fun time raping the whole village
0: oh it was bad
1: and i was like oh my god it's the 30s and i forgot
0: <laughs> yeah the thing is the invisible man is like it's a surprisingly like watchable movie in the here and oh, yeah. now yeah
1: the the effects are off the chart they're amazing
0: yeah and it's like, okay, I'll try and find the, the image. Because I watched it, like, I, I, like, I think I was, like, home and I had, like, three beers in the fridge. And I had, like, on a whim, there was, like, a, you know, buy two, get one free of those re-released Universal Monster Blu-rays. So it was the black cover and, like, the green silhouette of whatever mm-hmm. the monster is. And I'd been talking with Andrew Isla and Judge of about Universal Monsters because that's what they talk about because they love those things. And I just, like, threw it on. And it was, yeah, I was watching it, like, I was, like, riveted. Uh, hang on, let me see if I can find my actual tweet. The joys of the Twitter search, let's see if I can... Oh, yes. <laughs> no, I did, in fact, find the tweet where JoJo's talked about the um, the fourth of the Invisible Man sub-series. About the, it's a World War II spy thriller. The grand-nephew of the Invisible Man versus Nazis on a submarine. <laughs> <laughs> it's called The Invisible Agent. <laughs> but again, it also has one of those uncomfortable things where Peter Laurie is meant to be a Japanese man. So, yeah. 30s, huh?
1: Every time someone brings up John Wayne, I will always bring up the time he played Genghis Khan.
0: Oh my god. Mm. (laughs) Or, uh, see, I I was just mad that he played Davy Crockett after Fess Parker, let alone was horribly racist. Yeah. Because my dad used to show me those old Disney Davy Crockett serials, which again, very racist. Yeah. And would show me them, and they were like one of my favorite things. We'd watch them together, and they used to be on the the wonderful world of Disney on Sunday nights at like 7 o'clock. So yeah, I like have my bath and given like, give him a bowl of popcorn and sit down and watch this thing. David Crockett and the River Pirates and Mike Fink and stuff. And then like the Davy Crockett Alamo movie that was starring John Wayne came up, and I looked and, I, and like my little nine year old self went like, That's not Davy Crockett, what the hell? <laughs> He's angry and drunk, and his face looks like a potato.
1: <laughs> Speaking as an American, that is Davy Crockett to a T.
0: Fair, fair. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I realized yesterday that I've become a cliche because it's, it's one of those things where uh, every once in a while, Fox which is the cable channel, will do like a run of movies, and they've previously done like a Clint Eastwood run, and every once in a while, I'll just be like, yeah, record all, I'll see what I'll see what they're about. If it's like a gap in my knowledge, mm-hmm. it's like a good thing to put on in the background while I'm watching the kid and stuff. And this time it was a bunch of old like war movies, like Midway and. Chop hill and a bunch of others and i watched Chop hill over two sittings of saturday mornings where i was sitting there with my cup of coffee wearing like my grandpa cardigan <laughs> watching this war movie from 1959 <laughs> and i said if, if you had added a newspaper and like had my glasses down the end of my nose i would have just like become that guy
1: you would have become the old man from a christmas story
0: yes or just like, <laughs> shake out the newspaper and look around and be like hmm, yes children these days don't respect their elders
1: I mean, earlier today I was complaining to a co-worker how I want a car with crank handle windows, so you're in good company. <laughs> <laughs> you can get them to the perfect height. Those electric ones, they never stop where you want them to.
0: Because you end up, you go down, and then back up, and then and down, the, and back up. And the back. auto
1: and triggers, it. is awful.
0: Oh, God, it's the worst. It's like, no, no, I don't, ah. Or those seatbelts where it decides, like, you try to move forward quicker than it's expected to, mm-hmm. and it decides that you're in a crash, and, like, locks up, and then... Like, as you lean back or breathe in, it locks tighter. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? I was just trying to lean forward to grab something off the floor, you piece of shit. Why <laughs> are you trying to kill me now?
1: Why have it... Never mind. I, I don't... My dad's a... Uh... You
0: were, you were going to say, why don't they cut the seat belts out of cars? And the answer is, they used to, and it ended badly.
1: I was going to say, why even have them have that point where they would lock at all when they're fully extended? That doesn't make sense. I can't wrap my head around it. No, like the (laughs) the sudden lock is fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, you are talking about the sudden lock.
0: That's the one. Yeah.
1: I thought you were talking about when you pull the seatbelt all the way out, and it runs Mm. out on the reel, and then then it has to go in a certain amount before it can come back out.
0: Yeah. That's the uh, the vacuum cleaner cord problem. Yeah, which is where like you've got it pulled all the way out, and you press the button to retract it, and it gets about halfway, and it runs out of steam, and just kind of goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right, let me pull it out a little further, and then let you pull that back in again.
1: Hey man, inertia's expensive these days. You got to watch it. <laughs>